Hello and welcome back. It's Kate Ward from Making Zen for another of our conversations with artists who are participating in the Making Zen online retreat. Have I... I'm just checking to make sure I'm popping in from the right... <laughs> The right account and I am and I'm going to send an invitation to Bianca who is joining us this morning. as they happen from time to time um, and I'm super excited to be talking with Bianca this morning who is going to be sharing with us so many cool Hi, and wonderful things. Thank Hello you so much and for welcome. Me. Oh, it's so Thank nice to you. connect with you. I'm excited. Uh, me too. I'm super excited. I um, have just been dipping in and having a little sneak peek at everything that's being submitted for the Making Zen online retreat. And I've just had the most delightful time watching what you've put together for for the retreat. And I think it's so wonderful. Would you like to maybe sure. share a little bit about it? We're going to have fun. Done? I love this process and love this technique the, the techniques i show so i am exploring embroidered hair and hand embroidery so we are going to hit our stashes for fun fabrics with interesting people and characters and we are going to apply multiple hair techniques to give dimension to the characters so we've got all i have tons of just fun people and images that i i collect and, and i just love to take it one step further with embellishment um I, I think for a lot of people who've not ventured into hand embroidery completing a full piece like this that requires a lot more detail seems intimidating at, at, to some and excuse me mm -hmm. by taking these little fun pre-printed fabrics and the characters it's less intimidating because you only add the definition and the details to the areas you like and then you can hoop it that way so you get the artistic pop and fun without all of the stress of completing a full embroidered piece um and it's also a good mm -hmm. palette cleanser you know, sometimes if you're working on something that's really detailed and in-depth, sometimes you just want to walk away and do something that's easy and fun. So that's a little silver, oh, so you know, a haired bob, and I turned that into a pin little brooch for my denim jacket. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. That's delightful. So it's... You go. I... Well... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm probably just as excited as you are, maybe even more. Um, I just love it. I think they're so much fun. And what's fabulous is in the um, the workshop that you're providing, you share so many wonderful techniques. It's not just one. It's not just two. It's it's a great handful of different techniques to do different hairstyles. And oh my goodness, if you like playing Barbie or doing hair yeah. as a kid, it's perfect. <laughs> It really is. And we're getting some wonderful comments coming in too. Um, Unbusying is saying that they really like the idea of turning it into a pin. 
Well, that's lovely. That's a really nice idea yeah. to because then it's manageable because it's a good size and you can wear it too or gift it, which is a, another wonderful, yeah, wonderful use. So, last year yeah. for my studio Christmas tree, I turned these into ornaments and so they hung on little ribbons on my I had a mini Christmas tree in my studio and it was just really fun to come in and see them all decorated. Um, the tree and then once Christmas was over I put it on a necklace so I can just walk around with my little you know fuzzy hair diva and it's just really fun to find cute ways to display them um, I also have one as a keychain um, I made some little tassels for it so it's just really fun um, to take you know, just these small little bits of fabric and add dimension and depth to, to it. Um, so I love it. I love it. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally do too. And I love that um, you've got the whole gamut. You know, you've got it small, you've got them larger, and you've just been really, really creative and, and playful in how you present them and the colors that you use. And um, as Plum Treats is saying, very interesting ways to display the embroidery. It's just fabulous. Out of curiosity, are the small um, little uh, hoops? They are readily available. They, um, I know there's an Australian company that is I think originated it, but they have since been mass produced by other companies. These are just mini. If you Google mini hoops, you can find them um, readily available online and in craft stores. So yeah. this is a, a larger oval, and this is the pin. I've seen them in hexagon shapes, um, so they're they're fairly easy to find. Hmm. Hmm. Um what kind of came first with the little hoops did you find the little hoops and then thought they would be perfect for putting the the embroideries that i'm working on or did it happen the other way around where you were looking for smaller embroidery hoops actually i found the hoops works? first and they were in a clearance bin and i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do with these but i'm gonna buy them because at some point <laughs> i'm gonna need them and they they were so cute i i did not know what to do with them and then for uh, last year for Christmas, one of my friends sent uh, a group of uh, advent calendars. And it was a creative advent calendar where every day we had a little gift to open that had some sewing element in it. And yeah, it was wonderful. And she wrapped my advent calendar in this fabric because it's by Rashida Coleman Hale. Oh, wow. She is a designer whose work I love. and. This was just such a fun print. So, so when this came, I'm like, okay, that's what these hoops are for. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't necessarily begin a project knowing completely how it's going to end. So I, if something appeals mm -hmm. to me, um, I figure it out later as I go. And the hoop here appealed to me. And I just said, okay, some the inspiration for how to use it's going to come. So I was glad I had them on hand and was able to just whip them up. Oh, how fabulous. So to um, ask about your creative process some more, you got this beautiful fabric, you had these really cool hoops, the, the two kind of went together. Was that when you thought, 
I think doing hair is a really good thing or you've been interested in hair before? Or I was think I've always been interested in the idea of hair in the creative space. Um, mainly because of, mm -hmm. uh, many years ago, my daughter was teased about her hair. Um, well, not necessarily teased. She wore it in um, braids most days, like just a more subdued style. And on this particular day, she wanted to wear her hair loose in an afro. And it was big and beautiful. And she went on the playground and someone told her it looked weird. What, what are you, why are you wearing your hair like that? It's weird. And it wasn't weird. It was different than she had. And it hurt her feelings. And uh, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, so, you know, mm -hmm. I, they're sewing for me is therapeutic <laughs> it's on my shirt <laughs> but sewing for me is therapeutic and creating is a way for me to navigate some of my emotions and process um negative emotions in particular and when she said that we, mm -hmm. we had some conversations around hair um we have books about celebrating our uniqueness so in that moment she was comforted and she you know she felt good about herself but I still wanted to do more. And so I started to look for fabric. I wanted to make her a dress or a cute skirt or something. And I went online to find fabrics that had people and specifically people who looked like us. Um, and they were few and far between. And I didn't find any everyday people. I found a lot of ethnic people like African and tribal and, but not every day. And that was disappointing to me. Mm. And mm. it made me think about one, what was available and why things weren't available. And then I decided just to make a fabric for both of us. So I made, I hand stamped some fabric with a little girl with big Afro puffs and another with an Afro to represent me. And so I made this fabric for us and started, um, I made like, yards and yards of it just hand printing it and made her some dresses made bags skirts all kinds of fun stuff with it so from that point just representing hair and normalizing the range of possibilities um in our hair and just making mm -hmm. that public for her was important to me and so in my nice. creative work i started to be intentional about um showing people and showing hair texture um, in part to celebrate yeah. us, but also to make it clear that that is what was lacking in the creative space. Um, I, and obviously I have a nice yeah. stack now. So things that was many years ago and things have thankfully, uh, you know, advanced where there is greater representation um, in fabric production. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so the hair came from, for her, you know, that negative association and me wanting to make it positive um, for us. But also, I feel like, you know, children come to those ideas in part because of what their parents share in experience and their exposure. And so it was important for me mm -hmm. to put things out there for the adults in their world, and you know? So if they're creative makers who normalize um, fun hair textures and designs in their work, they're less likely to have an obnoxious kid who said something like that.
<laughs> well, kids can be so cruel, can't they? Not not intentionally, but just that's just the way it is. And um, we've got some wonderful comments coming in from uh, the artist Frida saying it's wonderful that you've turned that into a positive for her. And that's that's really brilliant to be able to turn that around because you can take it so many different ways. To, so to empower her is is just wonderful. Not to mention, I'm sure you raised the awareness of so many other people as well yeah. just from doing that and and like you say, normalizing it, which yeah. is so important yeah. to do. And it, it's great. And it's yeah. now become a double-edged sword for me because my son has gorgeous shoulder-length hair. It's beautiful, both of them. So it becomes a lot to manage with with an 11-year-old with, I mean, his hair is gorgeous. It's past his shoulders because he mm. wants big hair. He celebrates his hair. He embraces it. His friends love it. It's, it's wonderful. Both of them just really um, just embrace their, their uniqueness, and I love it. That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. And I mean, hair is such a such a big thing, isn't it? You know, we we all spend a lot of time on it. And um, if we're going through treatments, yes. you know, that's one of the things that can be lost and that can affect the way we feel as well. So it's 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 definitely something that <laughs> yes. is top of yeah. mind, top of head yes. <laughs> for 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 all of us and um artist frieda is also asking do you teach the process of getting the hair on the fabric any special type of yarn well do we say yes yes and yes and you have to wait until tuesday the 26th yes. <laughs> do you want do you want yes. to speak to that so a little bit more in later? my workshop we are learning a range of hair techniques and textures and the fiber you use will depend on the fabric you choose and the technique you'd like to use. So this design is used, I use pearl cotton for the braid and I use a yarn, just a standard um, acrylic yarn for this texture. So um, yeah, so basically I, I am, I, I, this may make me the not best instructor because I tell you to get the fiber you love. So if, if, if something feels like hair, if something looks like it can be fun, I say go for it. I mean, this just is just wonderful and fun to play with. So we're going to use embroidery floss, cruel yarn, a pearl cotton yarns, whatever you have on hand that you like or will make good hair you know, we, we will do. Um, I show you how to manipulate embroidery floss um, as a base because I know most people will have that on hand. But I show you, I also show you what things look like in different fibers. So. Yes, and it's it's not just one or two techniques. It's it's literally a handful, and you make curls. You make oh yeah. my goodness. So I don't know how things. much you want me to show, but <laughs> <laughs> we've got quite a lot of hair uh, styles that we're going to play with, and that's not even the full range. There are others that I demonstrate in my book, but for the purpose of this class, you get a really good foundation. Yes. You, you totally do. And what I really love about it too is you start uh, thinking about how you can represent hair in many different ways and using lots of materials. And I really love that you say that 
you like to encourage using whatever feels good and also whatever um, whatever you have, whatever's going to represent what you want to, to um, how you want it to look. Do you use your hair no. at all when doing any I, of these projects? It's a little creepy to me because I have not, I'm not very, I think those who do it and execute it well, execute it well. I'm not confident I can. I like the playfulness of yarn. I like just being able to, you know, the playing with the different flosses and fibers and metallics and stuff just gives so much versatility that I don't, it hasn't even mm. occurred to me. And maybe that feels too real. I think this, what I like about this is it's so fanciful. It's so playful. It's, you know, you can mm. be obnoxious with your color choices. And I feel like anything real is too too much reality. And I would I just want to play. I want to have fun. Yeah. 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 Oh, I I can totally understand. Um, the reason why I ask is because I have this tendency to grow my hair really long, and then I get sick oh. of it, and so I cut it off really short. And so, and I keep the the lengths of hair that I cut off. So I have like these oh, wow. two braids that are maybe a foot long something like that and i don't know what i'm going to do with them yet so i thought maybe if you uh, experimented with hair then um you might have some inspiration for me on what so I my do with concern without ever having done it is how strong the hair is if it um, i would mm. worry about mm. the density and possibly breaking it but i don't know like i say in the class if the fiber will go through the needle try it it. So I, I definitely think yeah. it's worth a go. You will have to use hair styling products. So my product, what I do in the video, I style with other products, but not actual hair styling products. So I, I'm intrigued, but I can't advise beyond that. <laughs> I'll have, I'll have to make yeah, a note of doing that yeah, and I'll let you know yeah, how it goes. Take some mousse and, and curl it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Well, you touched upon something else when you um, were sharing all of these wonderful ideas and we're getting some wonderful comments coming in. Um, you mentioned that you have a book on this. Have you yes. got that to hand or can yes. you tell us some more So my about book that? is called Represent Embroidery and it is an inclusive embroidery book that has 10 projects for you to stitch up and the projects range from very like, like line drawings, beginner line drawings to more complex designs that can take months to finish and some like never finish. My, my work in progress denim jacket is still ongoing. <laughs> um, so yeah, the book is, you know, I, I wanted an embroidery book to provide techniques and skills that have been excluded from embroidery books so far. So I, I was um, incapacitated mm -hmm. with a knee injury and didn't find I, I, I couldn't get to my machine, so I started, I started to embroider. And all of the books I got were, um, were white-centered. And the faces did 
didn't look like my face. I couldn't, you know, I didn't see myself. I didn't see my children reflected. And they were very young at the time. So making for them was important as well. And so I found myself um, modifying the white designs to look like us. And once I was recovered, I, I felt I went back to garment making and bag making, my other creative pursuits. And I got injured again. And at this point, I, I, ordered, I reordered books, hoping, this was about two years since the initial injury. And I had hoped that these best-selling authors would have changed somehow and bit, become more inclusive. And that didn't happen. I, the book came to the house. I was angry at this point. So I sent them back, and I started to design my own images and patterns to reflect um, what I thought was missing. And um, at this point, I was mm. growing in my I, exposure in the creative uh, space. So I, I had access to, uh, I went to Quilt Market, International Quilt Market, which is a trade show in Houston. And um, because I was partnering with brands, I was able to access into the space and one of the publishers was there and someone saw what I was wearing. They're like, oh, you look like an artist. You look like you have a story in you. You look like you have something to say. And they suggested I go and have a, an author meeting with um, C&T Publishing. And yeah, I had no wow. book idea. Um, but I, I showed up the next day and I said, you know what? I, someone suggests I come and talk to you about publishing with you. However, when I look at your book, and I took their books off and I showed them to her. I said, when I see these books, I don't see myself. These children don't look like my children. These people don't look like my people. The hands that are on the projects are not my hands. And you're communicating something. And the communi what you're telling me is these books are not for me. And I was just mm -hmm. like, so I don't, I don't have a pitch for you. I don't have a, a story for you because I don't think you want to hear my story. And I would love to be proven wrong, um, but am I wrong? And <laughs> to their credit, yeah. to her immense credit, um, the acquisitions editor said, you're absolutely right. Um, it's not that we don't want to hear your story, but it, you are right in that we have not told it. And so she was like, she gave me uh -huh. all of the steps to pitch a book. And she's like, if you come up with an idea, I want to work with you. I want to, to get you to the point where you want to work with us and you feel comfortable in creating something that you think will be well-received and fills that void in the creative space. Um, so it was wonderful. It took a lot of work. I, we ended up uh, forming a diversity advisory panel um, with other makers, um, getting feedback on what's important and what, you know, why, foundational guidelines for their, their authors. If you are making a book, writing a book, and you need models, how about you find diverse models? You know, how about when you do your demos, have different hands, include men, you know? And so just thinking about what steps each author can take to be more inclusive and giving those guidelines to the authors will really help expand the space. Not, you don't, I, you know, I wasn't expecting other authors to tell my story, but I wanted them to 
understand that we exist and being intentional with inclusivity was important. And so over many months, CNT started to make changes. And then I was like, okay, let's talk about this book. <laughs> let's write this book. Um, and so I, you know, they, we came up with 10 projects um, that are embroidery design, but also there are narratives that go along with it. It's not preachy, but it does, mm -hmm. I do talk about the relevance and the significance of the design and the project. Um, and, you know, some of it is political. Uh, the Protect Your Crown, Protect the Crown project. In America, people are still discriminated against because of their hair in the workplace, in athletics, in schools. And they have been um, banned, forced to cut their hair all because of the way their hair grows out of their head. And so there are calls to action mm -hmm. in the book and ways to contact your senators. And so, you know, just ways to encourage um, a broader understanding of some of the situations and, you know, things that are happening in the world. This is the It's Okay to Not Be Okay project that it's a pin cushion. Um, and the message here is about mental health. And the fact that, you know, life gets prickly at times, but it's okay to ask for help. And so there are some mental health um, resources that are linked there. But yeah, there are also just tons of fun stuff. Um, there's a section, all of the projects in the book have an iron-on design that, um, that you can use to recreate it. And then there's a whole section of other designs that you can transfer on your own. So oh, this oh, really oh. fun project and yeah. um, you know, just ways to be silly and uh, playful. Um, you know, just I just yes, put my jeans on, you know, some body positivity there. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it's just it's a really I, I, I it's a fun book. Um, with a range of uh, skill uh, steps for people to progress into if people are, um, mm -hmm. you know, if they're mm -hmm. new to hand embroidery but more sewing focused, we have some projects that may resonate more with them. Um, the dope pouch is the zipper pouch. And it, the embroidery oh, on this so is just two stitches, two, two stitch types. Um, and then it's a bag that is constructed. So that's an easy, in terms of complexity project, um, it takes a little while. It probably took a week to stitch the word. Um, but yes, yeah, so, yes. so it's manageable. There's something for everybody, I think. Oh, I absolutely love it. I know, I think it's so wonderful on so many different levels. And I really love how you're using your art to um, make changes, positive changes, uh, which is really a great way of activism and just bringing it to people's awareness uh, through a fun and enjoyable way of, of doing it. So it, it's really lovely. It's um, just thinking about the way that you've presented and shared it. It's giving me goosebumps because I think it's just so wonderful. And how delightful that you also had the opportunity to raise the awareness with the publishers as well to really 
you know, help bring yeah. them into the modern world and, and be inclusive. It's, it's so important. It, it really is. So you're the most amazing ambassador. <laughs> Thank you. It's so Thank fabulous. You. <laughs> so do you have any, um, anything in the pipeline that's coming up? Oh, what is, I don't know this? anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just came from the UK for a festival of quilts. So I, and just, last weekend taught at so much soul so that that those two events and this were my big crushing <laughs> project um mm. so i have a little bit of break now before going to a quilt market in houston so in the fall there's the international quilt festival and market i will be at market with the arrow creators i am an arrow ambassador they have wonderful sewing furniture and, and cutting mats and um i love i love having their stuff in my space so i'll be at market with them and i will be vending at the festival so i will be sharing embroidery patterns my mm -hmm. book um and just fun embroidery stuff at festivals so i i have some new designs that i'm working on preparing for that fabulous and and those designs, are they embroidery designs? Because I know you're also a patchworker. And it's going to be a sewer, little bit so of everything. Uh, I have um, I have several patterns that I've written for magazines. And now the rights revert to me. So I can reproduce them and start selling them. So I may do that with some of the bag patterns. Um, and I have a, yeah, I have a few um, other I have like a pin cushion pattern, so I, it could be everything. It could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It just it sounds like it's one very creative yes. space in your yes. studio and fingers yes. are always Yeah, so I, I started just writing stuff down. I'm like, okay, just put it on the wall and then get to it. Actually, I've had yes. a quilt design in my brain for most of the year. And I have gotten, um, I think I'm like most of the way done. There are, oh goodness, 16 blocks. And those blocks are mainly done, mostly done. And I'm in that almost done phase. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but if you, when I, when I start a new thing that I'm really excited about, I get nervous about sharing it because mm -hmm. no matter how, how much I love it, the criticism is like ah, a little nerve wracking. No one wants to hear your baby's ugly. So, <laughs> so I, I think I'm a little, um, little apprehensive to finish because once I finish, then I have to share it. Once I share it, it becomes less of that precious thing for me. And then it's with the world. Um, but I, so I'm that, I think in terms of, the next big thing it will be finishing this pattern and then potentially releasing it oh oh my my goodness yes. so there's lots of things in the pipeline then yes. <laughs> uh, very sleep? little very little <laughs> with help with help <laughs> Maybe that's where all the stitching comes into play. It, it helps with the, just the relaxing. It really does. I, um, embroidery yeah. for me has been is that meditative um, 
slow down, sit down, center project. You know, I, I can make a dress in an afternoon. Um, and because machine sewing is so fast, the idea to keep doing that is appealing because you can finish something quickly. Um, but yeah. mm. I think what appeals to me about embroidery is it forces me to sit. It forces me to think about where that needle needs to go and how that knot yes. needs to be formed. And so that's, I try to find that balance of, okay, go in there, knock out a shirt, and then go and take three weeks to stitch <laughs> an embroidery pattern. <laughs> that's a that's a wonderful idea though like i like the balance because like you say you can with a sewing machine whip it all up and it's all really quick and fast and you've got something but it is nice to counterbalance that with something that is a little bit slower and you can sit and think about the process and think about the other things that kind of naturally happen whilst the yeah. fingers are, are being busy so it's 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 wonderful well before we wrap up i know one of our viewers has just lashed okay. out and bought your book for people who are interested to find out more about you and purchase your book okay where's the best place so for them to go? i have signed copies of my book on my website thanks i made them.com or bianca um if you choose to buy the book on amazon i know they the issue with amazon is that they undercut the author because they sell at a, at a much cheaper price. If you buy from Amazon, all I ask is you give me a good review. So you, you won't get a signed copy on Amazon, but if you buy from me, you get a signed copy. Um, if you buy from your local quilt store or your local bookstore, ask them for it. Um, ask them to stock it, and that helps, you know, that helps me. Um, so yeah. Let, you can mm -hmm. buy it anywhere. I, I just want you to have it. Um, but in terms of what, what benefits <laughs> me most as the author, buying direct from me is more financially beneficial for me. Mm -hmm. But if you choose to buy anywhere else, just go to Amazon, submit a review, because then that helps increase uh, visibility. And, you know, it's nice to hear nice things about yourself. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, my goodness, uh, you put all this hard work into sharing what you've created with others. So yeah. it is nice to get the feedback, isn't it? Nice to know that people are enjoying what you're creating and inspiring more and more creativity. And um, one of the comments that came through whilst we were conversing was how they loved your bag patterns awesome. and how versatile they are. So um, there really is a, a plethora of things to find both in your book and on your, your website. I could spend all day talking to you. I would love to, but I know that time is precious. And I would like to say thank you so much for being part of the Making Zen Online Retreat. I absolutely love what you're sharing with us. And I know everybody else is going to as well. Um, so swing on by, sign up for your free ticket if you haven't already. Go across to Thanks I Made Them to awesome. sign up, get your free ticket. Um, if you like the idea of this workshop and would like to have lifetime access, you can also purchase. So pop on over to Bianca's site awesome. and, and sign on up. <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs>
much love. Thank you, everybody, for participating thank today. You. Lovely to chat, and I look forward to awesome. seeing you. Thank at you. The Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.